0: There's a new sensation A fabulous creation A danceable solution
1: We're dead, and we're stranded Oh, finally That's right, we're here on the beach
2: I mean, that's nice, I've I've lived in the middle of a desert for so long Beach sounds like a pretty good change of pace
1: Yeah, it's but, very relaxing uh, We just kind of hang out here And exchange necklaces And uh, look at all of the tar whales
2: Ooh Duo we could do a. We could g- get crab,
1: like we a bunch of crab. crabs. The best kind, Do a kind. clam do a That's right. Ah. Wanna go crabbing in the Delaware Bay? <laughs> Sorry, Fort Delaware, Fort not, not Bay. Sure, sure. I'll just. I need
2: to cause a void out, and then we'll meet up, and we'll. we'll okay. go crabbing. Yeah. Hey, Hideo Kojima put out a video game. Finally,
1: he's never done that yeah. before. Yeah no this is it's first been one. a
2: while uh this is a a special episode of the podcast uh normally we would talk about old games but uh considering one of our our favorite video game tours has put out a brand new video game we decided that uh we kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit right. uh, share our thoughts on death stranding uh this is, uh, like I said, a recent release this, uh, as of this recording came out uh, only a few days ago, published by Konami and uh, directed by Hideo Kojima starring Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen uh, Also Guillermo del Toro not... Yeah, he plays the baby
1: and Nicholas Winding Rain and Margaret <laughs> Qualley and Junji Ito Yes, Junji Ito, Conan O'Brien <laughs> also,
2: Yeah, Conan O'Brien uh joff
1: keely joff 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 joffrey luden's fan he loves luden's cough drops that's why he's called i
2: still i still can't find him
1: what just go pick up a lost cargo for luden's fan and it'll direct you i did and
2: then it got fucking ruined again (laughs) okay i uh, okay we're going to get into, like, what the main loop of this game and everything is, but real quick, as since this got brought up, I want to get it out of the way. I know that Geoff is Luden's fan. I know roughly where he is in the world. Uh, the first time I picked up Lost Cargo to go give back to him to, like, initiate his whole thing, uh, I goofed up and I accidentally just hit, like, do not entrust and got it out of my inventory. Came back there last night, found another box that was addressed to him, went to the wind farm. Uh, where I got attacked by BTs. Everything got completely fucked up. I managed to get out of there, make a different delivery, then went looking for him, got attacked by BTs again, and I dropped his box inside of the water, and it walked.
1: There are no BTs between the wind farm and Jeff.
2: No, I went to the wind farm where you fight BTs. I know,
1: but you said then, then you like got the attacked by more middle, of
2: them. Yeah, the middle like island area, there were BTs.
1: Uh, okay. It's been a while since I've been in that opening area. You're the one that spent, like, forever in there <laughs> trying to max everything, which is not a great idea.
2: No, definitely not. But uh I, I have some more to say about that and, like, the whole death mechanic in the game, but we'll kind of get to that in a bit. Okay. Uh, but, like, Death Stranding is something that... uh I think for the longest time, people were just trying to figure out what this game was even going to be, and uh, now that it's out, I'm not sure that this is the game that anyone wanted it to be.
1: No, but it's kind of like Twin Peaks Season 3. It's not necessarily what I wanted, but I am very happy with the end result.
2: Yeah, I think that's an apt comparison, because much like Season 3, I feel very lost and confused.
1: Dougie Jones, hero of the people. Ooh,
2: imagine delivering packages to Dougie Jones.
1: That'd be good. Just coffee yeah. and ties. Yeah. Blinding mm. uh, suits.
2: So this is a uh a delivery game. Uh, the back of the box would really like you to know it's a stranding game, which is a new genre. Um uh, no, that's not what it is. It's a yeah, it kind of an open-world delivery thing uh, with some, like, light puzzle elements involved in it. Uh, so...
1: it. Okay, here's the thing. A strand sure. game is related to the connection to the other players. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a delivery game. It could be a shooter that would also be a strand game if you had the same sort of elements in play. It's sort of like how you can have RPG elements in, like, everything these days. Basically the same thing. Sure. So I guess it's just referring to asynchronous multiplayer. But yes. Yeah, the Souls
2: games; those are strand games. Yes, they are. Uh, All right. I think I'm, think I'm with you so far on this. Uh, But what the the main thrust of the game is basically: so you're Norman Reedus; you're a delivery man in post-apocalyptic America. You are uh, like, let's say, an average mission. You need to go deliver some medicine to somebody. Should be uh, noted, another, his name another... is
1: Sam Bridges. Sam Porter, Sam Porter Bridges. Bridges. Yeah. Which is everyone not his actual in this name. game,
2: everyone in this game is just named after something that represents them. Well, I think it's
1: because like, you just like take on the name of your company. Because his actual name is Sam yeah. Strand.
2: Yeah but even then that is that is kind of like he is named after something relevant about him like his mom's last name like his family name being strand but like they're very much the ones that are like connecting these strands across america or like how fragile you can obviously tell that there is something very broken about her something like some trauma that she really needs, needs to get past before she can let, kind of fix herself as a person so her name is fragile.
1: Nah, she's fragile but she doesn't break that easily. Um the okay. thing is, though, Bridget Strand, like that was her it's name hard. before she started. It's just Kojima. It's Kojima. It's He's hard. doing his Kojima thing. Hot, cold. So, and... hey, maybe I missed
2: that thing about fragile. Also, because every, every time that there is a scene with her in it, like my head is just going to sleep.
1: You haven't gotten to that part yet. It's part of her like flashback okay. thing later.
2: Okay. Yeah. For, so far, a lot of her character has just been. Uh, crying a lot which is a not necessarily like an emotional thing it's more of an allergic reaction thing to like go into the beach or
1: it's just everybody cries the the chiral particles and stuff which yeah again Kojima he was like hey I've got an idea what if we get this stuff uh, it's called chiral particles because chiral means hands and also when the chiral particles are crystals they're in the shape of hands also, you're going to see across a lot of America. hands. Yep, hands across America.
2: That's <laughs> what it all comes back to. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, a lot of her character has just been like, Higgs, fuck me over. I have unresolved issues with my father. My company, also terrorism. Everything's terrible. Help.
1: Yeah. Sometimes. So did you do the junk dealer mission? No. I'm yeah, still not quite that's there. that's the part I want...
2: Yeah. Okay. You can tell me about it, but but, but first, I no, like I still I want have to, like, to
1: because I want your opinion on something. I want to know if you thought okay. the same thing I did. Uh, I can't just tell you. Well,
2: still, I did so. D- to go back to, like, what this game is, though, because I feel like we need to get that out of the way. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult to kind of talk about this with, with no context. Um, okay. So, like, a, a typical mission would be that Norman Reedus, he has to go, like, deliver a medicine somewhere. So you need to load up a bunch of the packages that you have to deliver onto your body. But let's say uh, there's so much medicine, you become overencumbered. So now whenever you move over rough terrain, your packages are going to sway and they're going to throw you off balance. You risk tumbling over, losing everything, and damaging your cargo. You have to start to balance yourself with the triggers as you're moving across the world. You need to be very careful and kind of plan, plan your routes uh, to avoid uh, rough terrain or uh, ETs, which are like these ghosts that are made out of tar that you have to like throw your poop and your pee at to defeat. The Hideo Kojima game. Well, okay,
1: uh, so... Yeah, you have poo-poo and pee-pee grenades... I have never been able to figure out what they do. I tried it a couple of times and was like, I don't know why you would bother with this, because you have the blood grenades which straight up kill them in one shot, so why would I bother with the others?
2: I think they're mostly just there for those very early game encounters where you don't have the blood grenades yet, but you get the blood grenades so early that, like, yeah, I I used a PP grenade once and it didn't outright kill it. And it didn't really seem to do anything, and so I never used them again.
1: Yeah, it says something like, you can observe the effects, it should be pretty obvious, and it's like... And these things are just like, they're fuzzy ghosts, I can't tell what it's doing, it looked like it sort of moved around in a circle a bit. Maybe it confused it, I don't know.
2: I also often have so much shit just hanging off of Norman Reedus that I can't see most of the screen when I'm fighting those things anyway.
1: Yeah, that's kind of an annoying thing, is the, um... The detector thing because the bts are invisible when you're not standing still uh is on his left shoulder and so if you don't have the camera positioned to that shoulder you can't even see it most of the time
2: yeah, yeah. they also just like they push the camera in really hard uh mm-hmm. during those encounters so you're just right up on norman rita's if they actually pulled it out more i think have an easier time actually like seeing what i'm aiming at yeah maybe but then, like, with that stuff, too, like... So those typically occur... Well, those only occur in areas where it's raining, which is this whole other mechanic of the game called timefall, uh, which is that the rain uh, basically just rapidly uh, degrades anything that it touches, uh, which poses a problem for the, uh, the safety of your cargo, obviously, but also anything that kind of gets constructed in the world, if it ends up getting rained on, will start to degrade, so there is also this sort of... um Mechanic of making sure the structures that you're building are well maintained.
1: Yeah, um, kind of my main problem with the game, uh, is kind of the BTs in general, but specifically how every time you go up to an area with them, it pauses twice. It makes you stop dead in your tracks, even if you're in a vehicle and you can easily outrun them, which is mostly the case later on. And then, it stops you again to give you the cutscene of your Odra deck scanner coming out. To, just so you know, hey, there are BTs around here. Like, yeah, I know, great, That's like a let good,
2: me go. That's a and long cutscene, too. Yeah, like it kinda it's kinda way goes too on long.
1: To... It like, has yeah. to pop out and look around and then spin and beep at you. And then yep. even once you get out of the area, you have to get a scene of it like giving you a thumbs up. Although at least that doesn't stop you completely.
2: Yeah, you're actually able to continue moving during that, but uh Yeah, and then uh on on top of that, you have a baby strapped to you that you're just jacked right into. Yeah, BB. Uh, Bridge baby. Complete complete with dial-up sounds, whenever you do it. Which <laughs> I I, like. I
1: really like that. Just yeah. get a dial-up noise and then look at Mus Mikkelsen for a while. It just talk to you.
2: Get a 56k safe warning on this baby. Uh-huh. This BB Um, is
1: Y2K compliant.
2: Oh, no. Uh, All the babies in the world are going to fail at the year 2000. It's going to be a real problem. Great, finally. Yeah, all of our baby-powered airplanes are going to fall out of the sky.
1: Uh, Nostradamus told us about it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's in the Bible code, dude. Yep. Um... Yeah, so uh, you also have this kind of um, mechanic of of taking care of the baby that is strapped to you because the baby uh, will also operate with the uh, the. Odin Kurt.
1: Yeah, Bob Odenkirk scanner. Yes.
2: <laughs> um. Oh man, that'd be good. Bob Odenkirk just yelling
1: ghosts, <laughs> like pointing. Man, when's the next season of Better Call Saul?
2: Not soon enough. Uh, yeah. But the, the baby will also start crying when you're getting closer to them uh, to kind of indicate where they're at. And then you, you also like if you, you do what I did and you say fall off a cliff and land on your back on a fucking rock, then your baby starts crying and you need to soothe it. Because if you go like completely out of sync with the baby, then like it goes into shock and you need to run back to a safe house and rest up. Uh, it's otherwise, I, that... I think then you can't detect BTs at all because, like, that scanner actually will not work without BB.
1: I don't know. I've never had him do that. Um, although... I've had it happen
2: twice. Um, <laughs>
1: and so I found
2: out this really... <laughs> found out something about this fucking video game uh, because of the first time that this happened. Um... There's also this like this element there that's very like uh, Yoshi's Island-esque of the baby starts crying and it's very upsetting to you because you do not want to have to hear that shit. And it's also coming right out of your controller, so it just sounds
1: terrible. So I changed it so it would just come out of the TV.
2: I, I need to feel distressed in the way that Kojima wants me to feel distressed, so I have not <laughs> messed with any of that. Uh, sure. But you can, you can then detach a BB and then... Gently shake the controller In order to soothe him You could also if you're like me Rapidly shake the controller And just start shaking the ever loving (laughs) Shit out of Phoebe. To the point where the tank turns Red and it starts to just shriek At
1: you So you've been on record with your Baby fears In the past (laughs) uh, Which made me wonder why you would even Want to play this That was just the first time just rapidly shaking BB and just screaming, like, why won't my baby
2: stop crying?
1: No, 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 don't shake the baby.
2: So I was going to mention that this is coming out to PC and somebody better cut out that clip of no, 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 don't shake the baby and, like, put it in so anytime you shake the baby it does that.
1: That would be really good.
2: That would be great.
1: Uh, (laughs) Man.
2: The last time I did that, though, I'm thinking that this has to be tied to, like, BB's stress levels or something. Because when you're back at your, um... When you're back at the safe house, you can, like, check in on BB. And, like, occasionally when you go over to soothe BB inside of his tank, like, you'll get a special cutscene. And so, like, I had shaken him up really bad, and he went into shock. And I went back uh, and put him in his his tank, and I went over, and I got this cutscene of BB, like, thrashing in the tank and then smacking his head against it and bursting out.
1: Uh-huh. Which
2: fucking terrified me.
1: <laughs> That's not really a distress stress or anything. I think it's just a random chance, because I got it random. too. And I've never like gotten him anywhere close to being in shock, except for that very early part where it forces it.
2: I, I came back after the mission I did after that, and then rested again, and the very next time I interacted with him, I got the scene where, like, His back is facing you, and then he turns around, and he has Del Toro's head instead of his own.
1: Okay, I haven't seen that.
2: And he screams. And then I shut the game off, and I played Kirby 64 for a couple
1: of (laughs) hours. Okay. I have not seen that one.
2: (laughs) It's as fucking terrifying as it sounds. Just a baby with Gilmo Del Toro's head. Uh, Ugh. Disgusting.
1: I just saw a scene with Guillermo and uh, Norman Reedus that was highly erotic, and I can't wait for you to get to it. Oh boy, is that the Junker thing? No. No, it's like I said, chapter six or so. I just got to it. And occasionally when you uh, jack into your tank, baby, uh, you get a little cutscene. Every time. Every single time you leave that private well, room.
2: No, I've, I've had times where I've left the private room and I've not gotten a Mads Mickelson cutscene.
1: Oh it might be because you just spent so long Crapping around In that first part Because I've actually had it repeat once
2: I have had it also Repeat once Uh, It was specifically the one where he's Showing BB like the uh, Book with the picture of the moon and everything And talking about like yeah I'll take you up to space
1: one day For me it was the one where he's like Running around with him So Uh, I've got some thoughts about Those scenes and the Cliff character, but I don't want to say it.
2: Okay, I kind of think I might understand what's going on with that stuff, too, or at least I have a very vague idea of what it could be. Uh, But hey, look, I mean, every time, like, there's a lot of reasons that you don't really need to go back and rest too often. Like, uh, you don't need to take a shower, you don't need to pee, you don't need to poop. That's just going to give you these grenades that aren't actually very useful. Uh the you... most that you'll really need to come back for is because your stamina's just been completely depleted yes. and you kinda need to refresh Norman Rita's.
1: Yeah, because drinking monster uh, won't give you back your full bar, unfortunately.
2: Uh but the the real reason to go back is you get a little bit of mad's nickels everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit of
1: mads. Just a little taste. Just him talking to the camera and saying, You're all I have in this world.
2: That's all I want. That's why I paid the sixty dollars.
1: <laughs> well, I can tell you there is a lot of mads in this game, and I'm happy about it.
2: Yeah, it's great. I'm glad
1: that there's a lot of mads. I'm assuming that where you're at now, you're actually
2: getting a lot more of him.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, like okay. Higgs, I think is just like a red herring. I have a feeling he's gonna just get murked pretty soon and be out of the picture.
2: Oh, Higgs, you mean Higgs? The guy who's named after the Higgs boson particle is the god particle,
1: you see. Uh, I read the Wikipedia. That's right, it's the particle in all things or something. What if our
2: cell phones were also handcuffs? We're slaves to technology, Larry!
1: I really like how the first boss fight starts with Higgs saying, You're tired of the grind, aren't you? This is what you wanted.
2: Yeah, you want a game over, that's what
1: you're looking for. It's like, yeah,
2: dude, kind of.
1: I mean, I kind of just threw ten grenades at it and it died, but sure.
2: Yeah. Hey, speaking of game overs, uh, it seems like a good time to talk about the way to game Never
1: say over. game over.
2: Oh, no. Well, I just did, so. Well, now we're going to have to read the podcast.
1: Great. You disobeyed Liquid <laughs> Snake's direct orders. Damn it. Never so, be game over. That's what it was, not say. I forgot. That's
2: right. <laughs> Speaking of PC mods, mod the back of his jacket so he has that, like, Melania <laughs> Trump, I don't really care, do you jacket on. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I don't know why well, when I saw her that, I just started thinking about it. It'd be funny if it was the never be game over jacket.
1: I mean, this thing is just. They are constantly um, saying, make America whole again like all the time <laughs>
2: yeah they are There's what if I told mail... you you could take your Bridges hat and you can turn it so it has it's red
1: with white text yep yep which I think <laughs> uh, Kojima actually I think that was unintended um there is oh, a there was a mail from the old guy uh Elder who talks about, like, why I remember when we had a president who wanted to build a wall around the country and keep the immigrants out. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> man, you're really, really leaning into this, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have seen a lot of emails about that, too, which does kind of slot in pretty well thematically with the whole, uh, you know, humans need connection, but also we really want to seem to completely disconnect ourselves from one another. Here's the thing. I think that's how that, bridge, that that wall thing gets brought up too, is just like, we've never been in a more connected world, but you have some fucking people out there who want to literally wall themselves off.
1: Yeah, and it's also the whole thing with the preppers not wanting to be part of the chiral network. Even though it seems pretty obvious that the thing at the end's going to be like, oh no, we connected everyone and now it's going to be used to power a nuke or something. I don't know. It's it's Kojima game, so it's got to be something. Even though it seems like that would go completely against the spirit of the game. Uh, in its entire message but there has to be some sort of twist like that right
2: yeah it being a kojima game and they've already been bringing up uh nuclear weapons as part of the story
1: oh again yeah there's a whole lot of nuclear stuff in this well Um, so i kind of want to get
2: back to like the game over mechanic because that also kind of ties into oh sure in a way which is which is that uh if bt's come in contact with living tissue uh, then it causes a void out, which is basically a nuclear explosion. So in the, in the lore, there's this urge to, like, you yeah, have 48 hours before a body completely necrotizes, and that's a fucking problem, because then they turn into a BT, and it will be in, like, a population center, which makes it likely that there's going to be a void out. Uh, yeah, but, and
1: that was confusing to me at first, because I thought it was, like, 48 hours before they just explode.
2: Yeah, because they're, they're mentioning, like, oh, he's going to pump. Yeah. So there, yeah, that threw, there that are
1: a lot of things where the phrasings that people use make things very confusing. Yeah, it's related to the junk dealer thing I'm talking about. Oh, hmm. um, which is why but, I kept but, telling you
2: to go do well, that mission before. There's we a did lot this. of fucking roads road out there,
1: Larry. Oh, whatever. You
2: know how much I needed? No, I no. I'm going to tell you about this for a second. I've been building that fucking road out from the uh from the craftsmen like all night long last night because no one else has been building that motherfucking road so it's just been me me norman reedus and i'm now at
1: the where i have is not on the network yet because you haven't done that mission no even
2: after i got it on the network those roads never populated like i didn't build those roads until i got them on the network
1: Wait, how do you have it on the network because you haven't done the junk dealer mission stuff yet, and you have to get the uh the mountain way station? On no, I work?
2: got no. I'm talking about I'm talking about the um. You go you go from Lake Not City, and then you got the engineer, the elder, and the craftsman, and then yeah. like the next like the way station that's after that, and then there's the weather station. That's where I'm at. Like I just got to the to the farm is where I'm at right now.
1: Oh, to the farm. Okay, I didn't bother with any of that because it's mostly flat anyway. Uh, well, so I
2: haven't built the road out to the farm. I've been building the road where there's all those rocks around leading up to the weather station because that's like really, really difficult to traverse. Oh, okay, uh, sure. But the thing is, by that point, I needed so many resources that I was, like, literally blanking all my resources at the Engineer, the Elder, the Craftsman, and Lake Knot City and the Waystation. So, like, I have no more resources to build roads with, and I've built them out as far as I can go. And that's where I ended up having to stop. Because I was having to do these huge loops around that entire map to collect, like, part of what I need and get it back to the other end, and then go back and get the rest of what I need. So it took fucking forever
1: you'll usually have standard orders for material delivery and you can just do those
2: yeah but i had enough to get it as far out okay. as i could i just i did that loop um cuz i think now i i don't know where the next station is to to like further build out that road like i didn't see it at all so i oh, think it's about okay. as far out as i could
1: yeah, the weird thing is, there are places where you can build roads where there's no reason to, like west of the Craftsman before you get to the mountains. There are places there where, if you want, you can spend the material to build the roads, but I have no idea why anyone would except just to complete it.
2: I almost did. I started building that and then realized after I put some material into it that it probably wasn't actually going to go. Yeah. But Yeah, but uh, anyway, the the void out stuff. uh, So if you end up getting attacked by BTs and you somehow actually don't survive that encounter, a void out still occurs. And uh, this happened to me going to the wind farm uh, where I just, I completely fucked it up. I didn't take any repair spray. All my stuff was damaged. So it's just like, whatever, let me game over. I'm going to assume this is going to jump me back and I could restart the mission. Uh, When I got back out there, there was a giant fucking crater. Right in the middle of that path leading to the wind station, to the point where the only way to get across it now is to like kind of shimmy along this like thin patch of land that's yeah, and that has persisted for the rest of the game like i've I've gone back and visited that area. that portion of the geometry is just gone.
1: That's cool because I have not come anywhere close to dying, uh, and I had assumed that that whole bit of lore was just like for story purposes.
2: Yeah. Well, also, Norman Reedus' character is a Dooms slash Repatriate, which basically means he can sense BTs, and also he cannot actually die. He'll come back. Uh, He he always comes back.
1: Yeah. He'll always keep coming. He is not a Dooms. He is a Repatriate, but he has Dooms. Oh, Okay. But... But yeah,
2: like well, the only reason I died too was I purposefully died at that point because just everything else was so fucked. I was like, well, I don't want to make this delivery anyway. Uh, but That's yeah, a good it, it com- to <laughs> definitely um, it it carves out the land, and, and that, as far as I can tell, never comes back. And then I floated this theory to you that BTS would then only have to appear in uh, set locations because if you're removing huge chunks of geometry. It has to be where you are still able to progress the game.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: Uh, weird thing, though, is last night when I went back to the wind farm, I started getting attacked by BTs again there. So I don't know what would happen if I died a second time near where I had a void out, because it was like right around the perimeter of the void out.
1: That probably wouldn't do anything. I mean, it well, would probably make I... another crater, but it would be in the same place, so.
2: So my my theory was either it would make one, like, adjacent to it, or, and, and this is the thing that I think would be very cool, but I don't think that they would actually go and do it, is at that point, there is no story reason to go back to the wind farm. You're not going to progress the game by going there. So I almost wondered, like, what if you could actually completely destroy locations that no longer have a, a story reason? Like, what if the wind farms just fucked at that point?
1: I don't think it could, because they probably want to make it so you can always get five stars at every location to get the unlocks. Cause I suppose, sometimes... but then my
2: counter-argument is Kojima wanted to make that game that would, like, destroy your hard drive or something.
1: That's true. I wish he had done it.
2: Yeah. Uh, it this would have been the game to do it. It frankly. wasn't
1: that it destroyed your hard drive, it was just the game would self-destruct. Oh, no,
2: no, yeah, yeah. Well that that honestly seems to me like something that he is crazy enough to do is just say, well, like this this side mission area is just gone now because you fucked up. You yeah. don't really need it anymore, so it's gone. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't want to fuck with it. I just I killed the BTs and I moved on.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't suck enough to die in this extremely easy game, <laughs> so <laughs>
2: i've i've only died that once and again on purpose i did actually get uh beaten by the mules uh one time and it wasn't because i was like getting beat up by them it's that i didn't realize i completely drained my stamina so yeah. norman reed just took a nap
1: uh there's one part where you leave a building and you're just suddenly there's a boss fight and the character says like get out of here run and i was like no, and I just, like, threw a bunch of grenades at until it died. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because that's how Sam rules.
2: <laughs> but, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, the actual BT encounters is is they grab onto you, and if you don't break free, you essentially just get that boss encounter, and it's as easy as it is in the, like, story mission that forces you to deal with it. Yeah. Well, throw the, it this grenades was a different... You don't even have to do that if you just outrun it.
1: Yeah, this was a different one. Um, But it was also after a time when moving across the mountains I had gotten grabbed by the BTs And had to fight two of this boss at once And they also were not difficult uh, But more difficult than just one of them Grabbed
2: by the BTs is my favorite Rare game
1: Yeah, I hated it (laughs) That was when I realized Rare had lost the touch And then after that Uh, they ended up, you know, making avatars
2: So uh yeah, the, the, the void out thing is, is really neat to me. And then the, the whole asynchronous uh multiplayer element of it too, where like you're building bridges to help people pass bodies of water or you know, we mentioned you're building these roads out, which especially in that that second major area, everything is so far apart uh that trying to just do these deliveries on foot, over and over, would get profoundly tedious after a while. So you have this like uh, incentive to build out these roads and just take a, uh, a tricycle out there. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, like even even like the like, first uh, area getting.
1: Also, as you go, like this is partly why I said so crazy that you were trying to max everything in the first area is like as soon as you get into the second area, you're getting stuff that makes things way easier. You get power skeletons so you can carry more stuff, you can get plans for tricycles, uh and then eventually like just trucks that can carry a whole bunch of stuff. Uh and you don't have to worry about that anymore.
2: there's a there was a big chunk of the game where i was just going into uh mule compounds to steal the truck and then just loading it up with as much as i could and just doing like huge delivery runs like in big circles around the world and
1: that's great because when you first get that mule truck you're like oh man i can put so much stuff in this and then later when you get the real truck from bridges it's like man the mule truck sucks
2: Oh, man, I can't wait for that. Because, yeah, you
1: also can't, like, put the truck
2: in the garage. Like, the only way to heal a vehicle uh, to repair it is to put it in a garage. Uh, but you can only do that with ones that you, uh, that you fabricate or that, like, have been left there by other players.
1: Yes, just official like in, bridges, in the garage. Yeah. Vehicles.
2: Because if you, if you find, like, a trike that another player left in the world and you bring that back, you can't put that in the garage. Yeah, you can. It would not let me. I, I had tried that it. with two separate bikes and it would not let me.
1: I did it with someone's level three long range truck. So.
2: Weird. It, um, was this like you found it in a post box or was it that you found it just sitting on the road?
1: How would you find a truck in a post box? I thought, that,
2: I thought that you could put those in the post box. I remember like on the giant bomb thing they mentioned that somebody left a trike in the post box.
1: Can't put vehicles in post boxes. If that was I don't Brad know, I never got one at, like, level 3. Uh whatever. Maybe that's, like, the maybe the
2: bonus at level 3, so you can put vehicles on it. I don't, I don't think so. Because like, there's virtually no reason to even upgrade anything that exists in the world. Nope, not really. Yeah.
1: Like, upgrade the generator the is not... Upgrade a bridge so three. it can play a song that you'll hear for two seconds as you cross it.
2: I, I would say, though, if you're upgrading the roads to play songs, that would be more worthwhile like some of those roads like can stretch out pretty far off of just one station
1: you can't upgrade the roads you can build them and then repair them
2: okay see upgrading has been such a useful mechanic i've not even been paying attention to what i can upgrade at this point in the game
1: because i had the same thought i was like i just want this entire stretch of highway to play pop virus but hell yeah the one good
2: song that they put in this entire fucking video (laughs) game
1: every other time it's just like hey kojima just heard about low roar and he loves low roar so here listen to this low roar song and it's gonna put you to sleep oh man yeah no there's there's these uh, data
2: chips that you can get to uh they're basically like the little hidden collectible that that's just out there in the world that you can pick up uh if you're paying attention scan and everything you'll find these little data chips but when, like, you bring them back in, they, they're kind of just things that had, like, an influence on the development of the game. Like, there's a whole chunk of those that's just, like, here's motorcycles that Hideo Kojima likes.
1: I found one that was just the soundtrack to the movie Bronson. Perfect. The, yep. the
2: first one that I found was the soundtrack to uh, God of War. And so, the, the video game, by the way. I think there's of a course. movie God of War, isn't there? Okay. I don't know. Uh, I think there is. Uh, but... <laughs> but the thing is when I got that I thought like, oh damn, it unlocked the entire God of War soundtrack for me to listen to in this fucking video game. That's awesome. Uh nope. No, nope, it's just the album art and it's just like Hideo Kojima really likes the soundtrack to God of War.
1: I <laughs> uh, it's We should play that remake. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's also very strange how you can't access the music player when you're out and about. You have to just sit in your room and listen to it.
2: Uh which hey, uh this means this is a good video game for loading up a podcast. Like this one
1: I was expecting to do that And I have not
2: I've okay. done that quite a bit
1: I have found it just perfectly fine Just being serene And driving my big boy truck around Because let me tell you The, uh, the official Bridges truck Can carry like 5,000 materials and just, oh, damn. You can really stack them in the back Also it has a cover on top So it doesn't get damaged by timefall Perfect that's a thing that you think that there
2: would actually be more of in this stupid fucking world but there is not (laughs) of course not like Uh, why didn't they just go like hey norman rita's don't you know you could just like strap a tarp to your back too that that would help
1: impossible uh and then like when you get the uh the grenade pouches like that was the biggest thing for me because i was like oh finally i don't have to have boxes of grenades on my back anymore I can just load myself up like I'm a Rob Liefeld character.
2: Like that's uh that's kind of the thing about this game is it definitely seems like something that's much harder at the very start of the game where you have nothing because everything that you're getting is just there to make what what the baseline of this game is way easier.
1: Yeah, like eventually you just get a gun that just lets you shoot the BTs. Like you don't even have yeah. to try to aim a grenade, you just go blap, and then they're dead. I mean, the
2: roads was the, the roads was the big thing for me because it was up to that point. Even if I was driving something, I'd have to be very mindful of what the terrain is, because uh, my bike could just stall on a rock, or I could hit something and just fling myself over it. Uh, but yeah. like now, it's just build build a road, drive on the road, just try to stay in the middle of it, and then like in a minute or two, you're going to get to where you need to go. Uh, so, just unfortunately. Completely
1: you miss the really good Norman and Rita's lines like one time when I was going at full speed on the bike and then hit a six inch tall rock and came to a dead stop and he goes, eh, Still got it. And I don't know why he said that, but I liked it. <laughs> There's a couple of those that are really good that I got at the start
2: of the game. Uh and and this is gonna be like slightly spoilers, but also not really, because come on, this stuff happens literally at the start of the game. Uh the first thing is that you're having to uh, help this team take a body to the incinerator, but things go sideways and the team gets wiped out by a massive BT. Uh, and Norman is the only one who's... Uh, so out in the world after that, though, you'll find structures that were built by the guy who died uh, during that expedition. And, like, you can give them likes, and Norman will just be like, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I find that really fucking funny. And you can Just giving things- likes to a dead man's
1: post box. <laughs> You can give uh, likes to any player's structures, and like once you hit like, a meter starts counting down, and you can just jam on it. But it seems like he has a max of two lines he can say for the entire duration. So at this point, I'm ranked like 65 in bridge, which means I have like 10 seconds to like stuff. And so I'm they're mashing the touchpad while he's just like, this one's for you. Having a pretty good day. This one's for you. Having a pretty good day, over and over. So so that was
2: the other one is uh your your mom dies. Uh the president of the United States, President Mom. Who and you Sam have to does not her? seem
1: to remember who she yeah. is or that she's president?
2: Yeah, it's I'm very confused by that and I'm assuming that'll get cleared up as it goes along.
1: But Oh no, it kinda seems like after that he was just like Ah oh, yeah, I know. Like yeah. i don't know what he if it was i think it was maybe supposed to be trying to convey like uh he's really aloof he doesn't care he's separated separated himself from the rest of them but instead it just comes or, across yeah. like he genuinely did not know who she was
2: like like there's some trauma there and he wants to push himself out of her life completely but but yeah like you said the, the way that that kind of comes across is more of like
1: no oh, who's this like he has amnesia uh,
2: which I, uh, my mom she's bald
1: mm, yeah. it's the cancer <laughs> yeah i uh I have some more thoughts about this, but leave them for now, but okay
2: um but so the, the like the second real mission is uh or actually it might be like the first one is you have to strap your mom's corpse to your back and take her up to an incinerator uh you're still able to like things in the world during this, so there was a portion where I was like. Liking a postbox with my mom's corpse on my back, and Norman Reedus says, Today's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, Norman.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, Jesus fuck. So eventually you get lethal weapons in the game. If you oh, kill sure. You got deliver a bunch of weapon movies to yeah. Uh, the. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a big fan of Riggs and Murtaugh. Uh, if you kill someone, you have to deliver their body to an incinerator otherwise it causes a game over fuck that <laughs> yeah so like, no, the thing the is the whole world is going
2: to be full of just giant craters when i get to that part of the
1: game it just straight up game overs you uh, oh, cause i was ew. wondering because i got the items that's just like hey you got an assault rifle and i'm like oh okay <laughs> why would i use this uh and um, uh that'd
2: be kinda great if like you actually could completely remove a mule compound from the map by intentionally making it so like it, it'll void out.
1: You really should be able to. Like it yeah. should only trigger something like that if it was like near a populated area, but the mule camps are always so I guess the thing is the void outs are so huge. Um, except for Sam's, I guess he has little he has little baby yeah. void outs. Um, yeah, because the void out for the
2: wind farm. Uh, if if you've been to the wind farm, obviously you have, so you know what I'm talking about. Like that area is actually fairly like uh, choked, yeah. so it's it's not a super big crater there or anything.
1: Right, and the one in the story is like hundreds yeah. of miles wide. Yeah.
2: Uh, but yeah, like that's kind of weird. That that's not a mechanic to just uh, remove mule compounds. Um,
1: Especially hmm. considering later, there are other enemies that you encounter, which is Because be there, really it's not like it's of. not like they matter. They're, they're all fucking. They got too many likes, and it drove them insane. That's right. the The lore, the lore in this game that you can find in the data and stuff is really good. Like it's bad, but it's good. This.
2: So I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, I would still kind of hold up as. It having a really, really good, interesting narrative. Probably my favorite one out of any of Hideo Kojima's games. Uh, Because a lot of it was very predictive about where the internet was going to end up, like, today. And it was kind of making these calls back in the very early 2000s. And to, like, a large degree, the reason why it got so much right is because Kojima was obviously just reading a lot of literature from people who understood the way that humans... Uh, understand data and how we communicate and had enough of a concept of the internet to sort of like connect the dots and figure out where it was going to go. Uh, but much of that game up until like the last maybe two hours is a very base level understanding of that stuff to the degree where it's like, oh, cool. Kojima read 1984. Yeah, it's, it's only in that last bit that it really starts to dive deep and get very interesting And so, like, so far in Death Stranding, I'm kind of getting the same sense of, like, this is a really baseline take on what social media has done to people. I really hope that it gets more interesting at the very end, because right now it's like, oh, yeah, no, they got liked a lot, and it made them crazy. It's validation.
1: I—okay, I think my favorite thing in any of the lore from this is, I think from Luden's fan— because it is about Hideo Kojima They do not call him by name They call him like the creator or something Perfect But, Beautiful. but he made games That were so good They made humanity evolve Fuck <laughs> it's, it's just like this email about How people <laughs> evolved to uh From Homo sapiens To Homo ludens And that's where the ludens character gets its name And he made these things that were transcendent and is basically worshipped before the Death Stranding wiped everyone out. There really needs
2: to be an email that just outright says Death Stranding won the, like, game awards
1: of 2020. (laughs) It might. We'll see. Really good. (laughs) Man. But
2: but that's also kind of the thing about the narrative in this game, too, is... uh, there there's a lot of stuff like that where I'm just like, this is really dumb, dull, and obvious. Uh like especially I think the the way that manifests in in the most like uh, the the fucking cufflinks. Yeah. Being it's a cell phone, but it's literally a pair of handcuffs. Get it, guys. You get it. Oh yeah. There's you, a ton you of get that it? stuff like stuff like that I'm I'm just kinda like rolling my eyes at, but I'm also like Still in this enough because uh, coming off of like Metal Gear Solid Five, which barely had any story to speak of, like there is enough of this game feels enough like a return to form of just Kojima's craziness. Where I'm actually feeling like I'm getting a a real Kojima narrative again for the first time. I kind of feel
1: like I was not feeling that until the end of chapter three, Mm. and that's when stuff is like okay. This first of all. There have been all those trailers, like, the very first trailer, and in case you forgot, like, what they were, during this period I was thinking, did any of that stuff, like, even make it into the final game? You know, like, is is yeah. any of that in here, or was that just, like, a proof of concept he came up with at one point to try to get yeah, funding? Oh, yeah, it is. Every single thing yeah. from those trailers is in the game. Uh, In fact, like, most of those trailers and stuff is from the very beginning, but uh recently there was some stuff with mama's <clears throat> mama specifically where i was like ah this is the old kochima uh it's mm-hmm. it's really something
2: yeah i know that the bit from the trailer where like you go down norman Reedus' throat and then the baby gives you a thumbs up that's uh what you get any time you die oh okay yeah so, like, when when you actually when you actually die that the void out has happened, like your corpse is kind of floating in the air, and it tells you that like you can kind of explore this area and find other players' corpses and form a link with them before you get back to yours. Uh, but then you can re-operate at any time by just like holding down square or something. And the the cutscene you get for that is it then like zooms into Norman Reedus's mouth and he gets. It. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I think it does that actually at the the very beginning that it forces you to yeah
2: like I think that actually like the game over plays out how it normally does as a story of an early on but but yeah it's the same thing through the rest of the game
1: yeah but yeah there, are they're like I want to say I looked at the trophies which also do not spoil anything they just like say the titles of the chapters which all are just character names um, and I think there are 12 in total but I think 3 is by far the longest one.
2: I was going to play Majora's Mask this month, but now I'm starting to realize that's not going to happen.
1: Well, I've gotten, <laughs> A lot to, of game. I've gotten to the mountain, uh, mountain, not city. And from the map, it looks like that's most of the way to the west. I think the main areas are basically just that first one and the second one.
2: That sounds about right. Cause I know that there's like, uh, there's like a fairly large um, sort of mountainous area in that second map where the elder is at the top of. But there's a whole like other side of that. Yeah, that the, I've only the been part to the west. Is the director.
1: The part west of the weather station is like where Mountain yeah. Nut City is, and there are a bunch of other. Like, you can go on the map. You can filter it to show you the chiral network, sort of segments, and you... so then you can tell like how many <laughs> characters are there, because one is yeah, in each the... segment.
2: Really need to filter that map, because the default view of that is so fucking rotten with bullshit that it is really difficult to tell where anything is at or what is even happening.
1: I haven't had problems with it. The the main thing is
2: that it will show you all the, like, roads and pathways that other people are taking, so there's just lines running all over it. I like that. It is fine... But there's been points where I'm just like I'm trying to find a specific thing, and like this area of the map is just covered with lines. Yeah. I don't know. it's I've had to filter stuff out a lot in that. but uh, but speaking of the director, there was um part of the game that I kind of wanted to talk to you about, like so t- this this kind of game is should be the sort of game that I completely push away from. Uh, I did not like Breath of the Wild. I typically do not like games that sort of just, lets you loose in a very wide open wilderness uh, and don't give you any direction and you need to go explore and forge and do all that bullshit. Like encumbrance mechanics and and item degradation. I hate all of that in video games. I like Death Stranding though and I'm not exactly sure what it is about this game in particular that's actually drawing me in. Uh,
1: I like it, but I already suspected I was going to, because I really like Shadow of the Colossus a whole lot, and most of that is just wandering around in barren environments. Uh, So, like, having direction on where to go and take things is fine. It's very strange, because I feel like there's more to do in this than there was in Breath of the Wild. Because that was basically there's just it, like, find yeah. the Koroks. Big whoop. Yeah. Yeah, Breath of the Wild.
2: Uh, my main issue with that game is, for as big as that world is, it, it feels pretty devoid of anything really interesting going on most of the time. Whereas, like, Death Stranding always actually given me like a lot of like, oh, "I wonder what's over there" moments.
1: Um, also, um,
2: like with with Zelda games too. Like, like real quick, like part of what bugs me, I think, especially about Breath of the Wild is with typical Zelda games, every last fucking inch of those worlds is is so crammed with character and stuff happening that then kind of exploding it out over this huge terrain and having large swaths where there's nothing just felt very wrong to me and i think that's where i really fell off breath of the
1: wild um for me it was because the traversal end is not fun and that's something i think that death stranding gets extremely correct which is that just walking from an area climbing what in breath of the wild in Death Stranding,
2: I think the climbing feels fucking awful. Oh, when you're like... like it, it just yeah. it feels like it doesn't want to accept the prompt most of the
1: time. That stuff's weird. Um, I feel like that's maybe meant to force you to use ladders and stuff more. But I'm not sure. Uh, I guess,
2: but it, it feels weird that that's janky when the rest of the movement feels so thoughtful.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it is strange. Um, But, uh... That's actually something I was going to say Is the climbing in Breath of the Wild In particular I really did not like Because it was like you were just Floating your way on horizontal Surfaces and stuff It was like there was no Tactile element to it Uh which is kind of the opposite Here not necessarily in the climbing But in every part of the movement Um
2: Yeah, there's a lot of I stubbed my toe on a rock and now I'm just like flying forward (laughs) with 20 boxes on my back. Honestly, I have never completely wiped out yet. I Um. I have. I have actually once in the most embarrassing way. I was going up to build a road and I kind of twisted my body just wrong and started like going in circles with this huge (laughs) stack of boxes and I could not get it back under control and I completely fell off the platform and dropped everything
1: i did come pretty close once when i was like carrying two big material containers over to a truck and then the back started swaying and i was like trying to hit the trigger but i can't because i had both hands full already so i had to like drop them and quickly right myself uh yeah that, that was pretty close but yeah i've never like completely just smashed face first into the ground yet I, I did have a good moment, of though, where
2: I uh, didn't notice something overhead, and I knocked, like, half my boxes off, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this was, like, going up an in incline, so they all just, like, fell right to the bottom.
1: Oh, that happened to me um, at one of the prepper's shelters. Like, I got the material for the delivery, and then went to walk outside, and immediately just got knocked off the top. Well, it was specifically the bit where
2: I was going back to the wind farm, and I had these, like, toys that needed to go to uh, Luton's fan. And, like, the the box was already super damaged, so I knew I didn't have much time to go, like, get that back, and I, I didn't have any more repair spray on me. So, like, BTs were active, but I had a trike, and I just tried to, like, get my trike as far up the incline out of the wind farm area as I could, and I only got it so far. And then I got out and started climbing, and I hit something overhead, and half the boxes fell. So at that point, I was just like, this is fucked. I need to take what I have, I need to get back to the distro center, turn this stuff in and then book it all the way back out here, get to the bottom of this hill, grab that stuff, get my ass back up and take that stuff in. Because uh, part of it too was I had stuff that was strapped to the bike, like I had maxed out my encumbrance, so I couldn't take everything in one go
1: on my person. Man, you tried but so hard and got so far. I did. But in the end? And in the end it didn't even matter. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But there was a, I think, like, so I'm, I'm struggling to figure out what precisely it is about this that I like so much. It's drawing me in, um, and the, the best I can figure is just that these mechanics I don't like are actually kind of like converging in a way that is weirdly appealing to me. Like somehow Kojima's like figured out the way to get me to care about this shit, whereas I was mostly just frustrated over it before. Uh, but the one moment of the game where I kind of really like sat there and was like, I, I like this. I know I like this is I found a box going to the director who I had not met yet, uh, whose residence was way out of the way. And I was like, I, I wonder who this guy is. I wonder what is out there. I wonder if the story will even ever take me here. So I made up my mind to go out there and I took a mule truck and I realized only like way too late. I did not bring a PCC on me at all. And there were no generators out here.
1: PCC being the item that you use to build things. Hmm? I was explaining that PCC is the item you use to build structures. Um, But
2: yeah, so I didn't have one of those. I couldn't build a generator to fix a truck. So I'm just driving this truck that is rapidly running out of batteries into the middle of nowhere, having no idea what's even going to be waiting for me out there. And knowing that if this truck breaks down I have to go it on foot and if I want to get back to civilization as I know it it is so far in the other direction that I just need to commit and go to the director and hope that there is something out there Uh, and so I made it I delivered the package and he didn't go on the chiral network so I couldn't forge anything so I still couldn't get a PCC my truck had just enough battery life and I spotted a mule uh, camp off in the distance so it's like, oh shit, I need to go just try to get out there because maybe they got another truck. Uh, so I book it. I still have a bunch of cargo on my truck that needs to get delivered. Truck dies, starts raining on the goddamn truck. So now I am stranded. I am on foot, no <sighs> truck. My cargo's in the truck. The cargo is taking damage. I have to go to this mule facility. I have to fuck them up, get a truck, bring it back, load my cargo onto the new truck, and then hope I can make it back to civilization. And had, that was so tense and like just kinda of going into the unknown that it was like super, super appealing to me.
1: That um that camp is also where I had my best mule moment, which is I uh was also I think I was on trike. I had finished connecting the director, I think it was on the way back from the Junk Dealer actually, who's south of there. Uh and was heading back towards the distro center and went by them and I saw like a lock-on thing from the mules And I didn't really think anything of it Because I couldn't tell that Like I got hit or anything And then at some point when I'm almost back to the center I just see a notice that's like Cargo stolen! And it was like from some wine That was I was supposed to be delivering to the Elder And so I look back and see that the Wine is over in the mule post box Apparently they have these uh, Sticky guns that they can Like grab your cargo off of you And steal it so I had I'm to drive yeah they'll they'll do it you can get it for yourself too um so I had to drive back over there and try to steal it back and also knock out everyone in the camp it was really good that's the, the thing though
2: too is like actually taking out a mule camp does not feel great yeah Like, it feels good when you've actually cleared the camp and it's like, I have free run of this place. I can just take whatever I want. It's fun to use the bolo
1: gun. It's fun to use the bolo gun and then kick them.
2: Yeah, the bolo gun is fine, but, like, the the hand to hand combat in the game feels terrible.
1: Oh, no. And that's kind of what you have to
2: deal with for, like, a decent amount of it before you get the bolo gun.
1: Uh, You get the bolo gun pretty early. Yeah, still. Also, just,
2: it never really feels particularly difficult for me to take out a mule camp. Oh, no. I've I've never. Yeah. Like, none of the combat at all in the game feels especially hard, but. um,
1: No, eventually you just get, like, non lethal assault rifles, too, and I could just, like, run into a cam and go, hey, everybody, check this out. Blah, 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 blah. And everyone's dead. I'm sorry. Can I get a horse also. Can you get what?
2: Can I get a horse that makes poop? Do it. Can I then throw the horse poop at the BTs? Do it. No unfortunately and big boss fuck the bts up he's got like so much horseshit on him at any one point in time
1: yeah, that's how big boss rolls
2: yeah yeah it, like that's a thing that has been in a lot of uh i i think when i hear people talk about these kind of games these uh I hesitate to call Death Stranding a proper survival game, but but those types of games where you're just, like, let loose in the wilderness, like, I hear a lot of people talk about, like, what appeals to them is is the fact that they're kind of going out there not knowing what they're going to get into. Like, that that risk of just kind of pushing further and further into the unknown. And, oh, yeah. like, that I never really got from any of those games until Death Stranding. Like, I think that was the one moment where I was like, I understand now why people like This sort of thing This makes sense to me
1: The part where you go to the mountain city In particular um, Turns out there's a lot Easier way to get there than what I did But I am glad I did it the way I did Because it was much more It was a much more Unique and enjoyable experience Than if I had just like Ran near the stream to get there because I ended up walking over the entire mountain range It was fun Oh no, Larry <laughs> <sighs> Look, I wanted to take the most direct route And I did I feel like when they give you reviews
2: and it's stuff Like, oh wow, you were carrying all of this And I'm just like, no, it wasn't a truck The
1: truck's parked outside, you should see my truck So the worst thing about that is I did all of that and I was, like, very low on stamina, like, to a point where once I got there, Norman Reedus was just constantly dropping to all fours and panting. Uh, and, like, I had fought several BTs, including the two giant ones that I had mentioned. And then I'd get there, give them the delivery, and they're like, Nope, don't want to be part of the network. See ya.
2: Yeah, I love that. So it is like, any prepper that you go to... I don't actually know if it's all of them, but like most no, of them don't want to be part of the network, obviously. They're doomsday preppers, so... Here's the thing. Uh, but like you have to do enough missions, and then eventually they will come around and be like, Ah, all right,
1: no, I want the internet. Most of them will join immediately if you have an actual delivery to them. You've been doing Lost Cargo, which seems to not raise the connection level like pretty much at all. Uh, well, no, the, uh, of
2: the Craftsman... No, maybe it wasn't the craft. I know that the elder is one that when you do story missions for him, it takes you quite a while before he's finally like, all right, fine. Yeah, there are a couple
1: Um, like that, but most of them, you just, if you have an official mission to go there, then, like, the director, I only gave one delivery to him. It was a mission from the Distro Center, and he immediately joined.
2: Yeah, I mean, the director is the only one who I've met specifically off of Lost Cargo. I want to say it was either the craftsman or the engineer. You had to do like at least a couple before they got onto the chiral network. One of them was immediate,
1: uh, but I might be wrong about that. Like, I think engineer joins immediately. Um. By the way, speaking of, I, I think like we we briefly
2: mentioned a bunch of names of of people who are in this game. Most of the preppers seem to be like actual people who Kojima knows or cameos. Uh, Luden's uh, fan we had mentioned is uh, uh, Geoff. Geoff. But then like the guy who has designed like apparel for Hideo Kojima is also one of the preppers. And so like leveling him up will give you like different glasses and stuff. And he's just giving you glasses that that actual dude has made
1: i thought i got the sunglasses from the director there's another guy oh okay yeah um but then like uh
2: one of the guys over at um gorilla games uh who worked on horizon zero dawn he's the craftsman and worked on this uh, game yeah and worked on this game uh, but like leveling his stuff up gives you like holograms of like the main characters from Horizon to the point that if you max them out like I don't I never play that game so I don't know what it's called but like the, the giant dinosaur thing with like the, the flat topped yeah, head the
1: tall neck like, yeah yeah I, I never put That's... that together even though I was like oh weird I got a hologram of Aloy from this guy like I never yeah. even considered maybe he was a developer at Gorilla yeah. Uh, but yeah like the game was running on their engine and they were, like, co-developer yeah. on this, so that makes sense. But yeah, Junji Ito is in this. Yep. That's where I wanted to kind of go with it, is Junji Ito is the engineer,
2: which took me, like, a, a hot minute to realize. But
1: I had no idea. I'm glad, because,
2: like, it. PT's whole thing was that it was going to be Rita's del Toro, and then Kai came out, like, later on down the line, that Junji Ito was another significant part of that game, and so I'm glad that Kojima's kept that team together.
1: Yeah, and the weird thing is, though... A lot of the people, they just dub over. So one of the characters is Edgar Wright, and I had no idea it was him for a long time until I really, like, looked at him. (laughs) Because for one thing, I'm used to, like, bearded Edgar Wright and, like, wild-haired Edgar Wright from, I don't know, like, Scott Pilgrim days. Uh, And also, he has a very distinctive voice, so hearing, like, this generic American voice coming out of him completely threw me off. Same way with Guillermo del Gil, Toro You
2: should be like, oh it's me, Edgar Wright it is No, oh, my Edgar. He has
1: like a very wimpy voice I like it, yeah. but it, it's funny um, But yeah, Guillermo del Toro's dub I really do not like at all
2: Del Toro's is, is very weird to me because I've heard del Toro talk a lot So hearing any other voice come out of that face is uh, disconcerting Yeah,
1: it, it's the same thing with Edgar Wright They both have very distinctive voices and accents and so just hearing something that is completely wrong coming out of them
2: I, I think that's also maybe partly why I didn't pick up on Junji Ito but to be fair with Junji Ito I've only ever heard him speak in Japanese so obviously you can't really do that although it would have been funny actually if they just like got him to voice his character and just subtitled everything I mean, and, like I Norman never... Reedus just either he somehow understands or he doesn't understand any of it and just kind of keeps doing what he's doing
1: he rarely responds anyway to them yeah
2: sure But like when he says put me on the chiral network if that were just in Japanese and Norm is just kind of like putting them on the network because it's just a
1: muscle reflex at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah I didn't know what Junji Ito looked like so that was news to me when you told me. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm trying to think of uh, who all else is in the game. I want to say somebody from Low Roar is in the game.
1: Of course. Of course. Um, Of course. The movie director I got to him and I was like oh I bet this is going to be a good one. And then it was basically, like, Lex Luthor in that episode of Justice League yeah. with me staring at this guy like, I have no idea who this is.
2: Maybe, I mean, apparently you've not heard of the director of Kong Skull Island.
1: I love... And also the future Metal Gear Solid movie that will totally get made. I love Kong Skull Island. I did not know what the director of it looked like. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> also, I did not know he was involved with a Metal Gear movie, supposedly, so... Suppos- yeah supposedly he is But like that thing actually getting made pff, Sure No of course not If they sure. do I don't care who's playing Snake They need to just dub him with David Hayter. That'd be so good Definitely They have to
2: uh, They have to I think more likely They try to get Keith or Sutherland
1: That'd be alright Well he's yeah, way too fine. old to be Solid Snake though no, they, they won't actually they're gonna just get some dude and that's going Army
2: to be bad. Hammer. Yep, that's it. Army Hammer, Assault Snake.
1: That would be alright, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Uh
2: I, I think there's like another character that they do that with though. I that I heard somebody talking about that there's like a young version and an old version, and that the actress portraying the actual like character model who did all the, the mocap and everything, like plays the old version, but not the young version. Even though it's a young woman who is actually like, I don't know, something I heard, I don't know who Amelie? they're referring to, I've not gotten that far in the game yet. Um, I'm Wait. assuming it's uh, Amelie, or Amelia, I don't remember what her name is, like your sister, because there's this stuff very early in the game where she mentions like, oh time doesn't, like it's it's been 10 years, but like time doesn't pass where I'm at,
1: or something like that. Yeah, it's Lindsay Wagner, and she plays Sam's mom and Amelie, Uh, and Amelie is, like, based Uh, on uh, what she looked like in Bionic Woman in the 70s or 80s or whatever.
2: I didn't know she was playing the same. I didn't know she was also the mom. I'm starting to get ideas about where the story might go now. Thank (laughs) you. all right. I did not consider that. Well, great. Much like Sam, I looked at this dying woman and was like, Who's this old lady? Why am I here? Today's a good day.
1: This one's for you.
2: (laughs) Rest in peace, Igor.
1: See you later, Igor.
2: Thanks for building all those post boxes, Igor. They're just full of fucking bullshit lost cargo I don't want to deal with. You made a really good crater. (laughs) Just every. Like, that's a that's a thing, too, with the, uh, the asynchronous multiplayer in this is that other players will drop cargo in the world and you can pick it up and you can kind of deliver it where it needs to go. Or you can uh, select Do Not Entrust, which will pretty much uh, leave it in a box for somebody else in another game to pick up and finish the delivery on. I do not know who the fuck bothers delivering uh, other players' lost cargo if it is actually, like, out of the way of where you are already going.
1: Because like that, I I, I've opened to.
2: so many post boxes and it's just a long list of lost cargo and I'm like I'm not doing any of this.
1: Yep. Just open it up, and it's just like endless trash. Because I just yeah. I I check every post box because I want to see if there's material in there or something. I'm always on the hunt for ceramics.
2: But there's there's like never anything actually left in the shared box that's of any real value. I've noticed because I I think it's uh. Look, if you wanted to say that this was also maybe Kojima's experiment to see how helpful other people are to strangers, that this is maybe proving that they are incredibly unhelpful.
1: I don't know. There uh, have been cause... times when I found, like, a uh, level 2 power skeleton, or level 3 boots, or I don't know, something. The best
2: stuff I've ever found was, like, repair spray.
1: And then, like, I've actually been trying to leave good
2: stuff in those boxes, but after a while I kind of gave up.
1: I don't. Sometimes I leave my Most... used blood bags in them.
2: Well, that's unsanitary. <laughs> I
1: know. I think You're it gives somebody hepatitis, dude. The thing is, I'm wondering. I think it refills them, as I don't think it lets you just straight up put trash in there. So I'm gonna just put jars of my urine in all these pose boxes now. Actually, yeah, so if I've like used up something, I'll put it in one because I think then it refills for the next person. Uh-huh the number the number two
2: grenade is filled with your poop, and there is even a whole Kodak conversation where the guy's like, Hey, we needed the number two it, it yeah. you, yeah, you, you have, like
1: it you have number two, number one and number zero ooh,
2: that's just my fucking bath water yep. it's just Norman Reedus in a tub filling up jars of his water. <laughs> I've been playing this game for like 10 hours and I didn't consider that.
1: Oh, you're behind. Way behind the curve.
2: Uh, Have you got the uh, Higgs cutscene in the uh, safe room yet?
1: Uh, I think. I'm not sure which
2: one you're talking about. So that's the thing that I like about this game, too, that that I felt was not as it, it was in Metal Gear Solid 5 and maybe not quite to the same degree or the same frequency that I'm seeing it here, which is like encountering stuff where not every player is going to like see that same cutscene because it has a random trigger or a very specific obtuse trigger. Uh, and it was that I was like taking photos for BB in the mirror because that's a thing that you can do is just take selfies and BB likes it and he gives you a bunch of likes. Uh, and then, like one of them, Higgs just showed up behind me. Oh! Like Norman Reedus freaks out and turns away, and then when he turns back around, he has Higgs's mask on.
1: That's great. I haven't seen that because I only messed around with the mirror once.
2: Oh, I do the mirror all the time because I I live for BB's lights.
1: <laughs> okay, that horrible creature that you want to get rid of as soon as possible. <laughs> BB doesn't like me enough, I
2: take him out of his tank and I shake him up a lot.
1: (laughs) Just put BB in a martini shaker. BB gives me the likes or he knows what happens to him. I just recently got BB's bond level up to like three stars. That was like during the mountain trek. And I was like, man, it would take forever to get to five. Mine is up to
2: two. And it dropped back down to one and a half because as soon as I got it up to two, I went out in the world and I, like, severely distressed BB by, like, falling off of a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it just was immediately, like, your bond has been lowered. And I was like, oh, great.
1: That's messed up. Fucking I didn't baby. know it could it's lower. Like my
2: baby. Yeah. Uh, if, if you... Stress BB out, then you will lower your bond. Uh, I'm not sure, like, the best ways to raise it, other than take pictures of yourself and get a bunch of likes from him, uh, soothe him uh, whenever he's crying, and then he really seems to like uh, the hologram that has, like, the baby on it. So I think that if you leave those in the world and then like those a bunch, it also causes him...
1: Oh, okay. The sign you mean. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Much like Dark Souls, you can leave a bunch of sort of, like, prefab messages around the world, uh, which means I've been leaving a lot of no-peeing signs all over the place.
1: I have not left any. Mm. Like, I I don't really see The thing that I have, like, the
2: most likes on is a no-peeing sign that I put outside of, like, the West Distro Center. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, Getting past chapter three, like I said, I thought I was damn near done with it and then had me go do all this and stuff. I told you nope, you're not arm.
1: Yeah, boy. No, I,
2: I looked ahead as well because I was curious how many missions there are in the game total, and I want to say it was something along the lines of like sixty something, and I'm at mission twenty eight, so I got a lot of game left to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. And things pick up a lot. There's a point where Die Hard
2: Man showed up after that and was like, you're halfway there, Sam. And I was like, ah,
1: oh, fuck. <laughs> God God I like Die Hard Man. He has a real Jeffrey Wright vibes to me for some reason.
2: He's got that sick mask on, and I'm wondering if they ever bothered to explain what the deal with that is at all.
1: Uh, Sam, well, kind of. Okay. There's an exclamation that seem don't know to be a, a recurring
2: true. visual thing in this too
1: yeah it's you know it's it's like the jokester it gives you a an origin story, and who knows if it's real or not
2: Norman Reed is dancing about down a bunch of stairs to pop virus. Oh but he's still got like a bunch of boxes on his back, and he trips <laughs> at the end and just fucking wipes out.
1: This pops off everywhere.
2: Oh God, but, but yeah, I think that I think the only uh, other thing to kind of really touch on uh, with this game is
1: uh, what do you think of
2: like the themes and stuff that it's dealing with so far? Because I I mentioned earlier that I'm so far finding a lot of that to be pretty clumsy. But yeah, um,
1: it's like really surface level and obvious, and yeah. I don't really care about any of that. mean most of the cutscenes actually are where I lose interest. And it's like, I just want to get back out and start building roads again.
2: I've mentioned kind of tuning out with Fragile's stuff and, like, legitimately have just been, like, turning over and doing stuff on my laptop while those cutscenes are going on and just kind of listening to them.
1: Yeah. Her stuff especially is not great.
2: No, I really dig her character design, though. I like that suit. Yeah, she has
1: uh, a suit, like, uh, koopa in the mario movie oh yeah the spikes all over. In, in general the visual
2: design of this game is really good uh the environmental work is amazing it, it, there's a look game of the gear discussions are a uh, few weeks off but this is a strong contender i think for best graphics there's been a lot of moments of just getting up on a hill and kind of surveying the land it feeling a lot more than other games
1: yeah, one thing about it, though is the performance, to really chug yeah. sometimes. That's
2: something I. So thanks for sure reminding me that I wanted to ask because you're on a PlayStation 4 Pro. No, uh, I'm on a base PlayStation 4.
1: Nope, I'm on a regular PlayStation. Oh, I thought you had a Pro. No, because I kept thinking, oh, well. why would I get a Pro when the PlayStation 5 can't be that far away? And I've been thinking That's that for like two years.
2: That's the point that I made to uh, my friend Danny multiple times recently because he he sat with me and we played some of this game together and he was like, "Yeah, the performance is really bad. You should like get a pro." It's like uh, PlayStation Five is coming out in like a year. Yeah, there's no way it doesn't have like 4K support in it. Like, come on. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, like
1: I, it's it's also weird the- because the performance is generally okay until you get connected. And then like you can go through the same area And be like oh wow now it's pretty chunky Because it's like having to draw in All this extra stuff Yeah Uh,
2: I found like the first area of the game Wasn't too bad it was weirdly When I would get like result screens That it would then get chunky
1: Oh weird for me the worst part Is that bit like south Of the distro center near the mule camp uh, And the director like that place Just really Tanks Every time I drive through yeah. it, yeah.
2: The second location has been a lot, a lot, a lot more framey for me. Uh, in particular, any time I'm driving down a road, uh, the frame rate just takes an absolute dive.
1: Yeah. Which at least there it kind of doesn't matter because you're just going pretty much straight line anyway. But yeah, it's on the highways. Sure. It's really noticeable.
2: Yeah, on the highways and byways.
1: Mm-hmm. Life is a highway.
2: I'm going to ride it on my PlayStation 4.
1: Well, you're not going to ride it anywhere else for, like, a year.
2: <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, there was a moment where I thought maybe I'd get this on PC, but then I remembered that uh, graphics cards kind of being where they're at right now, that, you know, my current setup might not run it a whole hell of a lot better than a PlayStation 4. And, like, plus PlayStation 5 is going to come out, and if I really want to play this with better performance, I could just pop the disc into that, so...
1: We'll see. I yeah. I bet there will be a PlayStation 5 specific version, but also I don't think I would want to oh, start it know. over.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, I, I mean, I'm getting that kind of sense too. Of once I'm done with this game, I don't think this is a game I'm ever going to come back to. Uh, but I definitely don't feel bad about picking it up at, at, at full damn price, because I, I think I was kind of like sold at that point um, just wanting to support anything that Hideo Kojima is doing post-Konami. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, people are kind of mad at him now for saying stuff like well the sales of it aren't that great because americans only like shooters and they don't like experimental stuff like that and people are getting upset about that but you know what he's right
2: yeah no he's not wrong like i very much like the death stranding that i wanted is pretty much just metal gear solid 5 but in its own universe and with a a new story and some fresh themes and like I kind of got some of that. Like, the themes are definitely more unique than what you would find. Or more unique compared to what Metal Gear was typically dealing with. Uh, it's, it's not connected to Metal Gear in any way, obviously. Uh, but the gameplay is not at all what I wanted. The gameplay is, in fact, everything that I hate about video games. Well, there was there was up until release this like little part of me that, that started to understand what Death Stranding was and was like, I hope a third of the way into the game it just becomes Metal Gear Solid 5 and it's like we're ditching the delivery shit and now it's just like go clear like camps of enemies and construct new weapons.
1: Yeah. Not at all what it is. No. Um You should play more of it though.
2: Oh, I will. Um, uh, it I, I do think that last night is where I started to hit my first wall with it though, because it just trying to like coordinate all that like just getting all that item the uh, construction material across the uh map just to build another stretcher road was starting to kind of
1: yeah the thing is like don't focus on trying to complete everything early because just by progressing through the story you get things that make it way easier, and you can come back and do that stuff
2: yeah i so I realized that pretty early last night because I went back to like the starting area to do some more stuff just to see if anything had changed about it and Yeah, by that point I had like the little floating platform that I could take behind me, and I had like automated delivery bots and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's weird that floating. The way those bots keep fucking everything up. Yeah, like like,
2: there's been multiple times where they deliver, and it's like this took a hundred percent damage.
1: Yeah, I don't use them because they never get anything in good condition. It's also misleading because when you um, when you select them, it says like projected condition upon arrival, and it'll say like seventy five percent. But that doesn't mean the health of the container is seventy five percent. It means it takes seventy-five percent damage. Yeah. Which they really yeah, should fix it, that.
2: They tell you too, like those have a better chance of making it there in good condition if you've built roads and, and, and pathways or cleared where it needs Not to go. Like I've no i have been intentionally sending them to places where i know that there is nothing but highway between where i'm starting and where they need to stop and they still come back having fucked that box up real good
1: yep like uh they cannot make it maybe half a mile to the elder's place because he's up a hill and it's like nope can't do it Yeah, that's the one where it took,
2: like, 100% damage because I was actually... Because, like, the first one they have you do, that's part of the story thing, is sending it to the Elder, which is also very misleading in the sense that, like, you would understand at that point in the game, out of the people who are available to you in that region, he is the most difficult to get to. But this bot is still delivering it just fine, so it gets you to think, like, okay, well, that's good enough to make a good delivery, so these other ones connected to the highway must be perfect, and then they come back completely destroying everything. Yeah. So, I don't know. There, there's but, definitely stuff like that in the game. That's...
1: But the delivery bots still are great because they make cute noises.
2: Yeah. I wish you could like actually run into them in the
1: world. Yeah. Or like even see them once you send them out because like you can send them and then immediately leave the terminal and yeah, they yeah. they don't exist out there.
2: I want it to be that they leave the terminal, and then I can actually go follow them to the destination I sent them at in yeah, real time. Exactly. Uh, or even better, if other people's bots... Look, if you wanted to get real Dark Souls with it, other people's bots appearing in the world, and then you could fucking rob them.
1: Nah, that's against the spirit of the grand genre. Go
2: with this bot and take all of its packages.
1: <laughs> I like how you can meet like NPC porters out in the world and yell at them and like Norman Reed is, is just like hey mine's heavier and the, or you can like give them <laughs> thumbs up and then they'll you can like trade items with them. I didn't know that I've never bothered to do any of that stuff. Yeah they'll like go up to you and they'll hold out an item and you can take it and you can give them something back. Get a trophy for I it. do like i do
2: like though that you can yell in the middle of nowhere and if another like player is nearby they'll yell back because like my favorite exchange is him going i'm sam my name's sam
1: too yeah solomon grundy wants sam too uh there's also the bit with the director where you get oh it's a mail from him where he's like weird i feel like i see you all the time even though you haven't actually visited me that much, according to the records. Are those like your holograms? But wait, they can't be because they brought me items. I don't know. Anyway, bye.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the game sets it up uh, pretty well, too, uh, both mechanically and narratively, in in the sense that they're mentioning often there's multiverses. Yes. That uh, everyone has a beach that is unique to them, but that you can traverse other people's beaches, and that those beaches can sort of bridge uh gaps in space and time. And then they mention to you the stuff with like time fall and the fact that Corellium uh seems to exist in one constant point in time, uh that time travel is also existent to some degree uh within this universe.
1: Yeah, it's weird they say um they use the term multiverse specifically in referencing the beaches because it seems more like a subspace. Like a Yeah. That you could just like take a wormhole essentially through the beach
2: but then I think what they're also kind of implying so if you're if you're taking the stuff with uh Sam and they're being like if, you're, if it's multiple Sam theory yeah, that maybe strands. when you cross over to your beach, you're crossing over to another Sam's beach and then you're crossing over to another dimension where there was a Sam,
1: mm-hmm. and you're
2: just kind of getting all mixed up all over the place, so like maybe every time fragile's jumping, it's not the same fragile that left.
1: Could be. They say, um, don't they mention something about, I'm trying to think. Okay, so I was thinking about this because there's a bit in the Outer Wilds, not the Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds, where you can teleport between two instances and there's a little bit you can read that mentions that the person showing, they timed it and the person was showing up at the other end like, Two milliseconds before the person On the other end disappeared mm. And so Maybe something similar here I don't know Yeah that, uh,
2: There's a lot of stuff Going on in Death Stranding That it kind of lays out there in these like, Data logs and everything And I do wonder how much of that stuff is going to get like Directly addressed by the end of it
1: That's the stuff uh, that I find interesting Not like hey, You gotta yes. get more likes
2: yeah Yeah Um Yeah and I don't know That's kind of the thing with Kojima too Is both his like propensity to Over explain things but then also Not provide enough answers
1: That's weird he really a, seems to a really think... bad David Lynch uh, Bad David we- uh, Lynch Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, He uh, Yeah he really seems to have zero faith in the audience To read between the lines Anything.
2: Yeah, but then also like he'll still leave. Like it's the vamp thing that I think I still come back Ugh. to, where so much is is given to you in long exposition, but then it's just like vamp exists and he keeps coming back, and no one knows why, and we're never explaining it.
1: Nano until like
2: several games later, and yeah. then it's and then yeah, it's just the dumbest like oh it's fucking nano machines, great.
1: Of course, great. What else would it be?
2: I don't know. I kind of I like Kojima at his best when he's dealing with stuff that is actually supernatural in origin and doesn't have like a concrete explanation. It's just, we we think we know why this exists, but we actually don't. And so that's the stuff that I'm finding interesting about the multiverse stuff and the Kyrillium and everything is that, you know, this big event the Death Stranding happened, and there's still people trying to figure out what the fuck it even means. Uh, but it definitely seems to be at least partly supernatural in origin or that it has a uh, I don't know, because that's the thing too, is I'm I'm also, my head theory right now is that the Death Stranding is caused by uh, BB and Maz Mickelson. Okay. Sort of where I'm going with it is I'm thinking those flashbacks you get with Maz are taking place before the Death Stranding and that BB is maybe the first of the uh, Jar Babies and was possibly used to figure out something with the multiverse that triggered the Death Stranding. That's my guess.
1: Yes, I think I agree with part of that. Again, I have other theories, which I wouldn't share here, just in case it's true, but...
2: I mean, I know that at some point I think Mads kind of goes off the reservation with all that stuff, because it's <laughs> oh, been in yeah. trailers that he's got, you know, he is Mads is fucking harmed. Oh yeah. And is trying to escape with There's
1: BB. There's a really good cutscene you get of him uh, talking to BB that I think you have to get later, but it's really good. Mm.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that stuff kind of shakes out but then I've also heard people talk about the ending uh in very non-specific terms and and just saying that like it ultimately drops the ball with everything that it sets up. So mm. I'm I'm very worried too that this stuff might not have a very good payoff. Although I did hear someone say that the Mads Mickelson stuff in particular is the bit that had the best payoff by the end of it. The bad stuff they they felt had been done wrong. Really-
1: yeah, yeah, I I definitely feel like that where I'm at. Like I said, I I think Higgs is just a decoy, and it's gonna be mostly about him. But I'll see. I technically, in terms of episodes, I am not. I'm like halfway through. But
2: yeah, and yeah, I I hope all this stuff hasn't sounded too spoilery. But but honestly, when you play the game, uh, if you've not played it already, probably realize that none of what we mentioned here is uh particularly revelatory
1: yeah like i posted a screenshot and somebody was like spoilers and i was like that is from the very first trailer they ever put out so a lot of what
2: it's dealing with uh that that seems like it could be spoilery right now at this point in the game is so vague that a lot of it's just kind of guessing at like oh maybe it means this actually i don't know um all the stuff that's more concrete is it, so far has still been very foundational of just sort of laying out like here's the lore here's what happened and here's kind of how some of the characters connect but it's it's not too I guess like the biggest stuff would probably just be the stuff that happened between Fragile and Higgs uh,
1: yeah at when, least so far yeah at the point you're at yeah I guess so
2: but even then it's
1: yeah yeah, yeah. nukes nukes you gotta pronounce it like a character in a kojima game they always have to say nukes with a y nu- nuclear nuclear it's pronounced nuclear sure
2: uh yeah well uh do you have any i think that um so kind of what's going on here with the podcast at the moment is uh we're doing this as a bonus episode uh we'll have a normal uh episode of the The podcast that we actually have to <laughs> rename now um
1: spoil no i should
2: I should probably mention that because we have enough episodes in the can actually that that's yeah i'll I'll say that at the very end, but um we're going to come back and do some uh game of the year stuff at the very end of the year, and I think that is when we'll probably have another discussion about death stranding uh. But I don't know, I'm open to uh, when we finish the game maybe doing another one of these where we actually dive into uh,
1: spoilers. Yes, I also would like to do that.
2: Yeah, because for right now I just wanted to, you know you and I are, gosh, what, probably like a third into the game or a quarter into the game, so.
1: Like I said, I'm much farther than you are because you're Ah, wasting a lot of time. (laughs) Building roads, man, I'm connecting the world. So am I! No you were wasting all your time with lost to... cargo And trying to find Jeff
2: I'm not <laughs> I'm not Looking forward to like having to come back from that fucking farm Right now it's so far out in the middle Of nowhere That's fine Like die hard man it's just like I don't know you can pick stuff up for the trek back And I'm just like yeah Jesus But I really wish I had a road
1: Kind of messed up how once you get to that farm And you do the beer delivery that from then on You don't have the monster cans in your room anymore
2: What yeah, That's replaces a spoiler them. <laughs> It's the worst thing that we've revealed on this episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Apologies. But you still have monster can I have a level two monster energy drink canteen now. Oh my gosh. I brought a guy some medicine and he was like, hey, check this out. I made this. It's an extra good monster canteen.
2: Get
1: different flavors of monster now. Get the tangerine monster scan. Ooh. Just vanilla. Regular monster Boom.
2: The worst monster
1: I don't know, I don't drink them. I know that, imagine if Mr. you had a NOS canteen Why <gasps> oh, that'd be good <laughs> Just gets any water and turns it into NOS uh,
2: Yes 800 milliliters of piss inside Norman Reedus <laughs> Drinking too much NOS Just passing kidney stones out in the wild
1: Finally, that's a strand game.
2: Yeah, no, that's it. That's the genre in a nutshell. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, sometime down the line, look, it's a long game. It's probably going to be a while before we actually get to the point where we are both done, but we'll, we'll do a podcast that's, uh, going to be rife with spoilers. Um, I love we'll game of the year stuff, so I'm sure this is not the last time that we're going to talk about Death Stranding. Um,
1: I mean, it's not going to be number one. That's a spoiler. No, uh, I think
2: that you and I actually right now see pretty eye to eye on what game of the year is.
1: Absolutely, uh, there's only one real option.
2: Yeah, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, that that recording's a few weeks away. But uh-huh. uh, but speaking of recordings and everything, uh, I I should probably mention because this is going to come out concurrent <sighs> with another episode of what? Well, I should uh, mention it. Like it's going to be weird if we just do it and not have like any no, explanation. that's out. what we should do. Ah. Uh, Alright. I do like the idea, though, that the reason why we're changing everything is hidden at the end of, like, a two-hour-long discussion about Death Stranding, though.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. No, For anyone we that, that actually way, cares, it's... Yeah. When you put it that way, go ahead.
2: <laughs> it's just buried so fucking deep. Um... So when we started uh, the, the ARP podcast, like part of the intention early on was actually to have more discussion about the RetroPie uh, software and platform. Uh, and we dropped that pretty fucking fast. Like the first episode, we didn't talk about it at all. And we've basically never talked about it. Uh, we are not affiliated with RetroPie whatsoever. And so I don't want to give the impression that we are. Uh, and since it is not really a integral part of that podcast anymore, we're going to drop that. And we're we're going to rebrand it uh, as "Destroy All Children," which is a name that we are not using for anything else currently, but that we have used in the past. How dare you? Yeah. Well, it's true. Well, yeah. Uh, but we're we're still going to talk a lot about retro games. Uh, I think that you and I also kind of realized we want to have more discussions about uh, current games that are coming out that we are also. Playing. So it's it's going to be a mix of the two, but I think that it's still going to be primarily like retro focused
1: i don't think so but okay
2: well whatever because <laughs> also the thing is we did the gremlins episode which is not out yet and we kind of realized that we just want to do more recordings like that
1: yes i feel like the format will be more like what are we doing this week what's going on in the news yeah. what's happening and then you can have your little retro corner <laughs> to appease you I Except- said. My sad little retro space. Yeah. I'm
2: I'm always going to have some some retro games to talk about, so uh, you know that's going to be a part of the the podcast still. But,
1: oh sure, but
2: yeah, uh, we want to broaden it a bit because I also think that when we did stand and deliver, the bits that we had the most fun with were when we just got off on really wild tangents about other things that we.
1: Yeah, th- there was also more yeah. to talk about with that anyway, though
2: sure it, and, and it kind of
1: depends on it kind of depends on what
2: games I'm pulling up to that sometimes episodes are out getting so I tried yeah but whatever like we're just going to talk about the stuff that we find fun to talk about basically uh and so we're going to rebrand as as part of that if if you want the old format it's going to be there and exist for the episodes that we do up until the end of the year uh so we have a few more coming out that are going to be part of that uh arp format cuz we're going to be change can
1: and can change it now
2: well, there's two more we haven't done, and I still just feel it's better to end the year uh, consistently. Uh, and then we'll do Game of the Year, and then the year is over, and we'll come back and the and the podcast is going to have a bit of a different feel, but if you like hearing us talk about dumb crap, you've been with us from Stand and Deliver until now, Shout then I think you're Thornton. probably going to like what we're going to... Yeah, thank you, Authority, Timmy.
1: Uh, he's the one. The... He's, the, he's the single the person. One
2: guy. This podcast is for you, Authority, Timmy. Basically. I do this all for you. This podcast is going to end with me jumping off a balcony.
1: Hooray! Yeah! It's the only way it could have ended. Uh, yes. That, I mean, that is certain. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I
2: think uh, uh, podcast will be, be better for it. So, uh, But we're changing that name pretty quickly. So if suddenly uh, in your feed it stops being American Retro Pie and starts being Destroy All Children... Uh, and you have listened to this entire goddamn discussion about Death Stranding. Now you know what.
1: I'm not going to change the actual title until we change over. Mm. Okay. It doesn't matter. Well, They're not still, going, The retro party people are not going to find out about this and come after us. Sure,
2: but but also, uh, I don't. I refuse to mention it in any podcast beyond this one. This is the explanation. Okay. It exists in this episode, and that is it.
1: Sure. Agreed.
2: We are st- we are still going to call them Slices, and we are never going to explain why.
1: <laughs> no, uh, once we change, I'm not going uh, to keep calling them that. But Sure.
2: I do like the, I- the idea, though, of just n- never addressing why we have changed the name, similar oh, yeah. to how we did a recording for Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 that has not gone up.
1: No. And never will. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's Just Stranding. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to it at the moment. Do you have anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about? No. Cool. And, and, and that's it. Covered it. <laughs> that's the episode.
1: I guess there is more stuff I want to talk about, but I cannot at this point, so no.
2: Any All right. Well, I have some deliveries I need to do. All right, a pizza. Uh, that that is uh an hour late.
1: Okay, I have to go see Conan O'Brien about a otter hat.
2: Hmm. Well, I'm probably also going to find like another box of Joff's bullshit that I'm going to ruin again without ever having met him. Here you go, Joffrey. But at this point, honestly, that's the only way that I want it. Is just I keep finding his shit and destroying it And then I never meet him
1: I like imagining you like getting Jeff Keeley's boxes And just kicking it down the street Like the beginning of Ace Ventura And like handing it to him and him shaking And being like, sounds broken Most <laughs> likely sir, that was something nice though
2: <laughs> I just get his mail mixed in with mine And I throw it in the trash
1: Yeah It's also what uh, it yeah. deserves to be Sure
2: Alright. We'll we'll be back uh next time for a normal episode of ARP. Uh until then. Uh good good goodbye, BB.
1: Enemy of the state, Jeff Keeley.
0: <laughs> 口果てても彷徨う波の中でわがいなから i